0: Hey, everybody, you're back. You're locked in to the Talk Your Stash show. Thanks for coming back. I'm your host, Jenna Blunt. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at jentalkstech. The Talk Your Stash show is a podcast featuring stories and conversations about what it really means for Black and brown women to be successful in their careers and all the things it takes to climb to the top of the ladder, you know, success. The good, the bad, the glow up and the ugly and the traumatic and lessons learned along the way and how we heal from those lessons. I'm also going to be talking about luxury lifestyles, rich mindsets, using high impact and high earning careers to create real wealth. I mean, generational wealth. I want to change the narrative and share stories and experiences of black women that are changing the trajectory of their lives and their families lives. So let's talk some sass. Let's get into it. All right. So I'm going to be doing a POV at the beginning of each episode now, and today's POV is about this article that I've been seeing and this trend that I've been seeing all over TikTok, and it's about mediocrity for Black women. Black women mediocrity, and if you haven't seen it yet, it's about black women opting for mediocrity instead of pursuing excellence. Make it make sense for me. I, I can't get into this trend. I'm a little bit confused. Um, the word mediocrity is triggering for me. It's giving basic. It's giving bottom. It's giving, it's giving waste. I can't, I can't. And so, I can't get with this trend. Black women are choosing mediocrity instead of pursuing excellence because the pursuit of excellence is stressful. The pursuit of excellence is tiring. It's a burden and they're over it. So, I mean, that part I do get with and I do understand, but that doesn't mean that I'm stopping to, pers- stopping my pursuit of excellence and excellence in the things that I do. I think that You can pursue excellence in increments. You can pursue excellence and take breaks. You can pursue excellence and then in other areas, not. So, you know, I think moments maybe of breaks or moments of pausing, reflecting, but mediocrity is just, whew. I, I can't. And so I've also read in this Refinery 29 article where I read about this online. You know, black women are tired of mediocre Matt, and mediocre Mary. If you're not familiar, that's white people on the job being mediocre and still succeeding and still being happy in their job and still being promoted in their job. So they're tired of mediocre Matt and mediocre Mary still being able to succeed. And they're like, if they can do it, why can't we? Uh, Again, I just don't think this is realistic and it's going to backfire. You don't have to be on excellence all the time. I, I definitely think that that's exhausting. So giving yourself room to fail, room to learn, room to grow, room to not really be good at something all the time or be on all the time. I think that's fine. But like choosing mediocrity, I just, I'm just confused. Okay, let's get into today's topic. In today's episode, I'm talking about we need more access. So it's an access gap. Um, We need more income to get more access. And so I know they... For those that don't know, they, y'all know who they is. The peoples. The peoples told us that we should go to college and that that was the key to get wealth and prosperity. But it turns out that they're wrong. They're real, real extra wrong. Because the student loan debt crisis is actually slowing down Black wealth. And right now, black wealth is at one-tenth of white wealth. And y'all know I got the facts. So Fortune Magazine did a study and published an article and said that in 2021, the income gap contributes to 70% less wealth for black families. And this study was done by two independent financial firms, and they project that by 2064, Today's typical Black family will have only accumulated approximately 70% less wealth than the typical white family. And so college is not really cutting it. Um, I'm not the one who's going to tell people not to go to college. But I think the whole point now to go to college is will probably be to increase your access increase your network and then have a really really extensive strategy to increase your net worth because you're already going to be at a disadvantage or in the hole to go to college. So you're going to spend 4 years in college and then probably the rest of your life if you're like most people to pay off that student loan debt. So I'm not saying don't go to college, but definitely has to be another way. So The access gap also exists after college, which is part of my story, because after college, you know, most black and brown people find out that they don't have the access. They don't have the network that they need to get the net worth that they need to build the wealth that they want. So. The access gap also exists in hiring practices and interviews, especially for young black tech workers, because we often don't have access to the network, the people, the tools, the knowledge that we need to best prepare on things like interviews, on things like promotion conversations. Um, And as I said, I was in that same situation and I didn't really know anyone who could help me at the time because I didn't really know people in the tech industry when I decided to get into tech. And then I had to start looking and I had to start reading and researching, et cetera. So we often don't have the access to the proper representation and the proximity to people that look like us that work in tech. And that access actually normalizes you seeing a bigger version of yourself for you seeing that your big dreams that you have for yourself are now in reach because you can see a representation of that. And the dream is not so big anymore. It's not so hard to go after or intimidating anymore. So now your big dreams can become commonplace. And actually lack of access is costing us because we don't have what we need to get to the next level. Often, people of color in tech don't have a clear understanding of what goes on in, a, in the interview process, especially technical interviews. They don't really know, they don't have ex- exposure to the structural aspects of the interview process in the tech industry. Um, the best way I would say for somebody to overcome this If you're listening now, you're trying to get into tech and you don't know, or you're in a career, you're trying to get to the next level and you don't really know what that looks like is really Google is your best friend. You can look up interview questions. You can look up interview processes. You can look up people who are in that role on Twitter or LinkedIn, people who are currently in the job that you want. Things I should have said, the outtakes. So I want to go back to the concept of Google and access, because that really comes from a place of privilege, and I want to dig into that a little bit more. So yes, Google opens the door for you to access so many things, right? It's a portal of information. Um, Information is unlimited. Knowledge is unlimited. But Google is only as good as your query, only as good as your Google search. What you put in is what you get out. So if you don't have access to the context or access to certain information, how are you going to put it into Google to ask it? How are you going to know to ask the right questions to get the information that you need? It's out there, but you might not be able to connect the dots because you don't know what you don't know. For example, um, my current job, my new job, I got it from not a Google search, not a LinkedIn search. I got it from a Slack group that I'm in um, specifically for people in tech. And so if you don't have access to that um slack group there are jobs that they post in there like private jobs that they put po- job postings that they post in there that are not um wouldn't really come up in a google search cuz it's not on one of the major websites so that goes back to our conversation about access and the more you know, the more you grow. You wouldn't have access to certain things if, if you kind of don't know about them first. Now back to the episode. I was saying now that I've reached this level in my career, it's definitely allowed me way more freedom and flexibility to change careers, to take a career break, to improve mental and emotional health, which we know leads to success and can improve your chances for success. Access and wealth also goes hand in hand because wealth and access are both passed down generationally. They're passed along generations or across generations. And it it really provides the next generation. As you're building your wealth, it allows a greater opportunity, not only for today, but for the future as well. Because I have more access and really starting to build wealth now My daughters have more access to opportunities. They're not going to have an opportunity gap. They have more access to wealth, and they're currently reaping the benefits of that. They will reap the benefits of it for generations to come, their generations, and for generations to come. I was reading, to prepare for this episode, the Harvard Gazette. Said that median white households have about 100 to 200,000 net worth and black and Latino households have about 10 to 20,000 net worth. So that is pretty shocking and eye opening, but that kind of just shows how lack of access goes from generation to generation and how it kind of just leaves us, our communities in a position to be stuck. They also published and said that children have a tendency to follow the wealth position of their parents and their grandparents. So obviously that's repeating and reproducing inequalities across generations. One of the best ways to combat the access gap is, as we talked about in our episode two, if you haven't listened, go back and check it out, negotiating for a raise and not leaving money on the table, not getting paid less than you're worth. I think not advocating for ourselves also just contributes to this access gap and this wealth gap. Learning the salary ranges within your company and within your industry to prepare yourself for negotiations, to prepare yourself to add tax to your worth and to your salary negotiations. Look at this kind of data online and with your friends, colleagues, family, network, where you feel comfortable, as we talked about last uh, episode. Let's normalize self-advocacy as a form of self-care and self-love. Also, as a strategy for getting more access and building more wealth. So this is my last data point for you guys. Bloomberg Wealth published an article that said 77 million families in the middle, 60% make about $27,000 to $141,000. The top 1% in this country of about 1.3 million households roughly make about $500,000 a year. And so that's out of a total of 130 million people. And in 2019, 30% of households earned about $100,000 in 2020. We know that these numbers in this data today is probably a little bit less representative and skewed because of the pandemic but around 15.5 americans earn between 100,000 and 149,000 8% of our population earned 150,000 to 199,000 so about 200,000 and there's only 10% of people or in the population that earn over 200,000 So I was having this conversation with a friend group recently, but to have a Black household making, I would say, over six figures is probably puts you in the 1% of this country, of people in this country. So can you imagine the access that's being created and change for people's families and trajectory so as i'm now talking to people who work in tech if you work in tech you know that a hundred thousand dollars salary is and more is pretty commonplace and normal normalized right um my neighbor i i just moved into a new neighborhood so we're going to talk about access now I met my neighbor. He has two tech jobs. He's making, he's a single guy. He's 36. He's making um, over two, about 220, about K, right? He's making a little bit over $100,000 from each job. So he could be anywhere between 220 and 250 K. So I bring him up to say that, Look at the level of access and the level of representation that my daughters have, because that's going to be normal in their environment. People making that kind of money, people working in tech, people doubling down and having two jobs in tech and making even more money. I mean, to know someone growing up that is doing this kind of thing really changes the trajectory of your life and your access. Ways that access has, I think, changed me is obviously in my network of people, in my resume and what I do. It follows me, it opens doors for me, it helps me enter rooms that I really wouldn't have ever dreamed of being in before I'm even in. It puts my name in conversations. I now have access to more health and better health and and wellness, digital health and wellness. I'm going to be using my um, HSA to subscribe. The Calm app, that's the app that um, LeBron promotes. The Calm app, as well as the Shine app, to help me with mental health and emotional wealth and wellness. Let's talk about how access really impacts people's day-to-day life. So um, I was reading a study by Urban Org or Urban.org, and it said that at age 25, Americans in the highest income group can expect to live six years longer than their less fortunate or less economically well counterparts. They use the word poor, but... I kind of don't want to say that. Um, It also said that the greater one's income, the lower the likelihood of them having diseases and premature death. Studies show that Americans at lower income levels are less healthy than Americans with higher income levels. Better health, better wealth. Um, Because of your access to self-worth, assets, better emotional and mental health and well-being income wealth access all tied to mental health they said in the study compared with people from families who earn less than $100,000 a year so less than six figures compared with families that earn th- around $35,000 a year and really that could be 35 to 50 are four times more likely to report being nervous sad depressed have physical ailments diseases etc than people with higher income levels. Um, I say all this to say, to give y'all the facts. Y'all know I give the facts. Money begets money. Opportunity begets opportunity. Access begets access. So it becomes just a compound situation of striving, thriving, excelling, and just accelerating yourself To the next level. I believe that you cannot build wealth without earning more income and having more access. With more income and access and wealth come better access to food and health options, better access to schools and education, access to a wider and wiser network, which in my opinion leads to more money and more opportunity. For those that do something with the information and take action. Access to more information. I believe knowledge is power. Access to better health care, which we just discussed. Access to better environments and housing. And access to exposure, which I think is a big one. Because the more exposure you have, the more things become normalized to you. Luxury, wealth, information, success worth. And these are all the things that compound and lead you to the next level. Most people can't be what they can't see. So at the end of the day, we have to find strategic ways to increase our incomes and strategic ways to increase our access. So I'm going to leave you with some tips. You can start freelancing, but when I say freelancing, no shame to Uber, Eats and driving Lyft. I don't see anything wrong with that, but The kind of freelancing I'm talking about is strategic to help you do these compound actions that'll help you level up and lead to more access wealth and and income. I'm talking about the kind of freelancing where you're using a skill that you already have online to make more money. So it allows you to have a side hustle from home. That can be copywriting, ghostwriting, social media caption writing, social media management, graphic design, project management, crafting, making Canva templates. I don't know what you're good at, but whatever it is that you're good at, I'm pretty sure there's a way to make money online from it. Using this strategy can help you make more money on a consistent basis, but it also helps you build your experience, expertise, skills and your portfolio so that you can compound and make more money and create more opportunities for yourself. Also, that's how I got into tech, really, is building a portfolio of technical writing and copywriting. And then that allowed me to work, contract jobs, build my network. And then that's how I got into tech. Automate your savings with withdrawals from your paycheck. This is a huge tip for me that allowed me to kind of become like addicted to savings. I love seeing my savings account grow. I love seeing the zeros go up in there. So, you know, I, when I get paid, I I automatically have my paycheck split into three parts, my savings account, my business account, and my spending account. And so um, all of my like real bills, they go into. Oh, I'm sorry. My, I also have my spending account, it's my bills account, and then it's my business account and my savings account. So I actually have it in tied into four now that I'm thinking about it. So spending, business, savings, and then my bills account. So when I'm ready to pay like big grown up bills, mortgage, whatever, car note, I use my bills account so that it's just easier to break up my bills and my spending that way. Like I don't like having money that I'm going to use for bills or investing or my business into my regular spending account because that's my account for spurging, rewarding myself, um, paying for random stuff, going to brunch, whatever. Of course, we already talked about this as a strategy for increasing Your access and your income, which is advocating for yourself and asking for a raise, a pay increase, or just completely leaving your job and getting a better job. And then creating an investment strategy. If available to you, I encourage everyone to double down on their 401k, especially if your company is matching, creating a brokerage account for yourself, which you can invest in stock, bonds, mutual funds, or start a Roth IRA. I am not a financial advisor, so please do not take any financial advice that I am giving when it comes to things like investing um, from the lens of me being a professional financial advisor because I am not. Um, But I know that an investment strategy can definitely help you with access because now you can not only invest in that as... A vehicle for building wealth. But once you can start building a community around that or getting into other people's community around investing, there's so many for Black people. I'm going to look, I don't have my phone, but I'm going to put it in the show notes of a community that I recently joined for Black Millennials that want to learn more about investing, but that helps you build access as well because you're now networking with people who know more than you, people who can help you, people who might be on your same level, but that you can build friendships and relationship with that lead you to access other things. So access is just all about increasing your sphere of influence, increasing your network, net worth. Access is about increasing the amount of information you have and that you have access to. Kind of just increasing your life's radius of the circle around you. Okay. Thanks for tuning in guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening, taking your time out to check out this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. You can DM me and reach out to me on Instagram and Twitter at Gentalks Tech. You can also email me questions about the show, questions about being featured on the show at message at talkyoursass.com. Or you can text me 202-978-4072. You can find this episode online at talkyoursass.buzzsprout.com. Please don't forget to like, review, and share. Head over to the website that I just shared for the full show notes on this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know wherever you can. Refer a friend. If you want to see us win, leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love hearing from you guys. I love hearing from dope women. I love reading reviews, questions, and comments about the show. So if you have a minute, go ahead and do that. Thanks for listening to Talk Your Sass with Jennifer Wind. Until next time, I'm making room and taking up space and talking more sass.